Welcome to Life Transformation Radio. This show is all about life transformations and our journey from where we were to why we are doing what we are doing today. We will discuss the hiccups, the roller coasters, and the blood, sweat, and tears that has been poured out while discovering our purpose. It is all about our transformation. Here is your host, Sean Douglas. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to another episode of Life Transformation Radio. I am your host, Master Resilience Implementer, TEDx Speaker, Business Positioning Strategist, and International Best-Selling Author, Sean Douglas. This show is currently heard in over 74 countries. So whether it's your first time joining us or you've been listening to us for some time, I want to thank you to those who are listening from around the world. Life Transformation Radio is all about our transformation. Here, we tell the stories of why we're doing what we're doing. We highlight that transformational moment that changed our lives and how we use it to then transform others and elevate their lives as well. You can listen to us live right here on Blog Talk Radio Network, Tuesday through Friday. Our Facebook group, Life Transformation Radio Community. And never miss an episode by subscribing wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Life Transformation Radio can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, TuneIn, Player FM, Radio Public, Overcast, CastBox, the Himalaya app, the Google Play Music app, and now we are available on Pandora. My guests are entrepreneurs, speakers, business owners, coaches, podcasters, authors, amazing people that are impacting the world around them. And my guest today, has done exactly that. If you have any questions for any of the guests that I bring on the show during our live broadcast, call us up at 657-383-1109. Again, the number is 657-383-1109. And with that, please help me welcome to the show my friend and my guest for today, Michael Kalikini. Michael, welcome to Life Radio. Good morning, my friend. It's been a little bit. Thanks for having me this morning. Yeah, working through a couple uh, technical things here, uh, but we got it. We got it done. So I'm yeah. pumped to have you on the show, and uh, it, this, this is going to be amazing because we're going to talk about something that is super new, yeah. but not that new that people are really starting to take a notice in, especially for business. 
and uh, and you're the guy to to talk about it. So with that, the title of the episode today is "Grow Your Business with AI Targeting Marketing" with Michael Kelly Kinney. Michael has been in marketing and business development since 2006. He has watched the evolution of internet marketing, affiliate marketing, and social media marketing as it unfolded. His career in marketing began in 2004 when he started following some of the, quote, old crew of internet marketing, causing him to dig into books, blogs, and podcasts. Since then, he's been digging into the latest innovations on marketing, moving from small biz to medium, and enterprise companies that are using AI, machine learning, and identity resolution. He is currently working with a tech company that owns an identity craft and is accelerating ROAS for paid advertising across multiple platforms. He is fascinated with fighting the five forces that shape industry competition and is studying how companies are able to battle for the win. His website, www.omgmarketing.co, omgmarketing.co. His Facebook and LinkedIn link is right there in the show notes. Connect with him and let him know that you heard him here on Life Transformation Radio. Michael, the first question I have to ask for you is the most important question you could ever ask yourself, I believe, is why? Why do you do what you do? Well, I think the biggest why for me is um, we've all watched entrepreneurs and businesses struggle. Um, One of the first things that I learned when it came to marketing, um, and it's and it's an old quote, long ago. Um, can't remember the gentleman's name off the top of my head, but a long time ago, there was a speech made in front of a bunch of marketers, and he says, "You know, I spend a lot of money on marketing. I know somewhere in there, I lose about fifty percent of my, what I spend. I just wish I knew half." Um, that particular quote caught my attention, and I started digging, and I started learning, and I started watching, and I started seeing the frustrations that business owners go through when it comes to any kind of advertising. Mind you, at the time I got into this, Google was pretty much the only game out uh, with their pay-per-click. And watching paid advertising beyond that was still TV, was still radio, um, the billboard, et cetera, et cetera. And it always fascinated me that the marketing industry was able to get so much money and not necessarily provide really great results. Um, and so over time, it's always been my curiosity and eventually came my kind of like mission, which is what it is at this point, to companies, one, understand what are these five forces that shape industry competition that they're fighting against because everybody's competing for your profits. People are in business to make money. They're in business to give themselves money. You know, we can tell that by everybody. So my why is how do I help others? Why, who do I serve that will that will be able to benefit from what I'm learning and how it works to their advantage. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and what I really want to know is what are those five forces that you refer to? What are those five forces of competition? So it's interesting. We call them the five forces that shape industry competition. Um, something that was coined by a gentleman that actually owns that technology in, in, my, in my life. Tommy, <clears throat> those forces are basically power suppliers, 
powerful buyers. What say uh, that one again? Power buyers. So you have suppliers on the end, you got the buyers on the other side. Everybody's looking forward to it. Yeah. And then you've got substitutes and alternatives to what you offer. You've got existing market competition, and you've got new entrants into the marketplace. Of course, everybody's gunning for you know the top. There's always new guys popping in. So between those five, and it's usually a mixture of those five, if not all of them, that you're fighting against to be able to make a profit in your company or in your business. Um, and I, I, it's interesting when I look at when I look at it at the enterprise level, they're very aware. Um, Mid-size, they're deeply aware of it. Small businesses, most of them do not have a clue. Um, and you and I work in the in small business and specialty industry and freelancers. We have everybody competing for engagement and returns. And somewhere along the line, they're getting eaten up by other forces that they have no idea or don't understand what they can do. Um, it's a little disheartening, but at the same time, it's like, if you understand those five forces, easier to get strategies on how to, how to fight and win. Um, it's, it's really, it's not as hard as everybody thinks it is. It's just if you don't know and you don't understand, you won't know where the shit's coming from. And it's going to be a sandblast back from the back. It, you know, you know what I'm saying? Got it. Okay. So the five, so I've got the the power of supply, you said. Powerful suppliers. Powerful suppliers, okay. Let me, let, let me explain what those are. Powerful suppliers when it comes to platform advertising are Google's, Yahoo's, Bing, Facebook, etc. And that And the reason that they're, they're powerful is because they control the database. They control the cost of advertising. They can lower it or, as they have the raise it at any point in time. You have no say in the matter. They have literally become a silent business partner that has a reach into your pocket at will. And you, you really you have no control over that. How do you create strategies around that? Some say, well, first, create better ads. You can do video marketing. You can, you, know, you can do different strategies to combat the powerful supplier. They exist. Absolutely doable. They've got the powerful buyer, the person on the other side who's looking for a deal. That goes into the whole profile. Is that really your customer? Is that the person that you want? Or do you want something different that's willing to pay the higher price, that's willing to invest in your particular product or service? Then you've got the substitutes alternatives. While you have a great product, is there anything else out there that could potentially serve the same purpose and still get through and and it's not that cheaper, it's that it's a substitute that might have exactly what that person needs. You're competing against them. You've got your existing competitors. You've got the guys that are already out there doing what you do and trying to set themselves apart while you're trying to set yourself apart. And then you got you guys. That last one, that last one would be your real dead one because if you're clear where they're coming from and they come left field and all of a sudden steal a portion of the marketplace that you once had, there goes your process. Right. So once you understand what those five are, it becomes easier to shape strategies around. And I've seen you do it. Uh, I've seen you do strategies on our last podcast. You and I together. You were throwing stuff, and I was looking at it going, "Man, he's he's killing these." <laughs> so one thing he's doing well. He's blast. 
he totally blasts the five forces without even thinking about it. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, he gets it. I love it. So sometimes some, some people get it before, before they know what it is, but they don't. Um, and yeah. It goes back to my eye. I can't see people running around blind. Yeah, well, some people got it, some people don't, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is interesting to watch when you're, when you're looking at a company and how it markets and how its operations, market operations work, um, whether paper or organic, uh, you can tell by the strategies that they use whether or not they really do this. Um, the ones that do profit very well. The enterprise companies, and what's interesting is at the enterprise level, uh, I've noticed that some companies that while they get it, they're still struggling. It's as if they, they understand that it's out there, but they don't know how to fight it. And that's mm-hmm. kind of led me into uh, the whole thing of identity resolution, you know, AI learning, and deep learning, which is a subset of that. That's where the identity resolution comes in. Uh, and, and now there's all what everybody used to say, and it, it, was just, it wasn't that long ago. Uh, people were talking about, you know, omnipresence, being everywhere, multi-channel marketing, getting your presence felt every place. In about a year, changed over to omni-channel. Omni-channel marketing is the same idea, but now you're bringing out the same experience, the same message on all of those different platforms. It, it took about a year for that to, to shift. That's how fast it was. And wow. You, you, yeah, it's, it's, and it's not slowing down. It's, it's, this chain is at four and a pretty it has steam gears at six uh and it's only getting faster so to, so to watch these happen um and i've been reading a lot about omni marketing too the big retailers are all about it companies have been about it for a while um it's really i'm just wondering just wondering how long it's going to take for the small business uh the companies consultants and stuff like that to pick up on it have um, many have not yet, but that's, that's all what this is about. Is how you're going to put yourself out there, understanding the life forces, understanding omni-channel, and being able to get the 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 congruency of brand in the right manner put out on different put on these different platforms and the channels so that everybody sees you the same every time. Every time they see, every time they see Sean Douglas. Yep. And on blog talk video, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on LinkedIn, it's the same guy, same message, life transformation rate. It's it's. If I'm listening to Sean, I know I'm gonna get some killer advice. I know I'm gonna get some some killer insight into business, and the guests that he brings are all, all beasts. So when that kind of um, when that kind of strategy is in place, people have a tendency to become much more familiar with you much quicker. And they be much more uh, affinitized to you quicker. And it still goes back to the old pillar. Until somebody feels like they know you, like you, and trust you, they're not doing squat with you. They That's true. Yeah. yeah, you have to you have to definitely cultivate the know, like, and trust factor. And what what I like about what you said is the message is always the same. Whether it be That's Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. TikTok, YouTube, wherever you're at, Twitter, Snapchat, your message yep. is always the same. Now, how you convey that message, because 
Facebook, you can use longer posts than LinkedIn. LinkedIn's more of a business post. Yep. Instagram's more of pictures and video. Yep. TikTok video, YouTube video. <laughs> so as long as you're creating that message and it's the same message conveyed differently through the different available mediums that we have through audio, mm-hmm. written, and visual based on the platform, yep. that is how you have contextual content per the platform and what gets you over with with the audience and the listeners and the followers. That's how you get over. That's how you become accepted. I want to accentuate what you just said there because you, you, you mentioned different platforms and then you said per platform. So while the message is the same, the particular content may not necessarily affect from, um, from experience. Take something from Instagram and throwing it to Snapchat, that's an idea. And and worse, take something from Instagram and repost it on, on Facebook, which is you engage. That's just right. how it goes. People are looking for a different different platforms. And as you're put, you, like you said, same message. The platform specific, so you'll want to tailor the content to that particular platform, whether it's a TikTok, whether it's a Snapchat, Instagram, or Facebook. And and I think that there's a lot of that not yet realized. That the message will always be the same. It's like it's like when you're when you're creating a, a company mission and vision statement and then the objectives and then the strategies and stuff like that. The mission will always be the same. The objectives on right. that mission will start to differ. The strategy and the and the the, the objective the um, execution underneath that will also differ from platform to platform. What I put on a billboard is not going to be the same thing that I'm going to put on Pinterest. You know, and and right. I like Pinterest, I create a whole freaking board around a certain message that I can only put up on a billboard. How are you going to make best use of that as you go down? Just make sure the message doesn't change. Wow. Yeah, I guess that just goes to show, you know, you have to create content according to that available medium. It's one of those. (laughs) You're you're not an amply super creative person and you're on multiple platforms. You could run into some other flock. (laughs) Yeah, well. Which, yeah, is, that. Which, is, which is why the enterprise companies don't have that issue. I mean, they've got four teams. You're an individual like, like yourself, like myself, you know, as creative as we can be, um, we try to put ourselves out on like eight platforms. We're going to run into a wall eventually. Um, and it, it just doesn't bode well, which is where, um, like us, say, get a little more focused, find a place where you really thrive, and hang out there. People come and sure. find you. I mean, yeah. it's, a matter of, it's a matter of continuously out the message until people find you, know you, and trust you. Like you said earlier. Yeah. Oh, I definitely. My copy. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> so, the whole show is about transformative moments, right? It's this, this transformation that takes place, yeah. which then puts us on the path to what we're doing today. So, I ask you. What is a transformational moment in your life that has been the catalyst to push you to what you're doing today? So I was waiting for this question. Um, and I will do my best to keep this um, decently brief. 
Perfect. Uh, <laughs> the moment it didn't happen in one, one shot. It happened over time. Uh, it started, <laughs> interesting enough, it started with my divorce. Um, hmm. My divorce of after a nine and a half year marriage um, was very tough. Um, I ended up being indigent for a year and bouncing from job to job trying to figure out what to do with my myself in my life. Um, I was already an entrepreneur. I had done affiliate marketing. Um, I was on scout. I did some other things in sales. I worked in a phone room and none of it, none of it was panning out. Not a thing. And I had a son that I was trying to act. Thankfully, for the most part, the, uh, the court sought to keep my son with his mother. Because I was, if, if nobody knows the word indigent, it means I was homeless. I had nowhere to lay my head. And um, that was a, a rough year. Wow. And in the midst of, of that year, I had to do a lot of searching, a lot of reflection, a lot of um, figuring out how I was going to make it, if at all. So I was going to make it. It was one of the more times in my life. Um, if it wasn't for a couple of friends, uh, I, I'm not doing what I'm doing. Let's put it that way. But because of the support of real friends who I consider family, mm-hmm. uh, they got my head in a place where I started to really get their things. And, you know, what am I good at? What am I good for? Why is it that I don't stick around? You know, I, had a, I had a son who was only 10 at the time. Um, and that took a lot of mental fighting, a lot of fighting version of anxiety. And really digging deep to figure out whether I had what it takes to, one, live. That was the turtle. Two, live for a purpose and what that purpose would be. At that time, was my son. And three, to get off and ask to start doing something. Anything. That I can start feeling worth again. I took care. That's the first transformational moment. I've had others then, but that's probably the biggest. Sure. And um, wow, yeah, that and it just started cool. with the it just started with the divorce, or like just before that. It probably started before that, but the divorce was the absolute catalyst. It took two and a half years to cure. Yeah. Was, um, and it was because, yeah. of course, that was stuff that goes along with that. Me ever yeah. having been made, not knowing anything about how all of that worked, that just made it worse. Um, so, yeah, it, it probably was before that. There's a lot of a lot of rough spots in that sure. half year. Fifty-fifty. I will, I will never ever put a heavier weight on one side or the other. Um, right. I know more than that, but it was. You know, it's it's quite interesting how feeling it is. When you have to look at yourself and go, that's ugly. I don't like that. Right. 
And, and yeah, I've been there. Yeah. yeah, we all have, brother. Uh, we had our chat on that one for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we talked about it on your show. Yeah, we did. And you know what? I actually think, I honestly think, um, as hard as mine was, was not, it was it was not harder than yours at all. I think yours was as hard if not harder. Um, and I have respect for you because of it because you came back from it too. Those, those moments when you're really thinking about how bad was it, how deep was it, what am I really dealing with, um, and realizing that I'm not alone, that was definitely a help. And realizing that I do have a gift was given to me that needs to be shared, it needs to be that, that helped. And having friends and family that were actually encouraging, even through the crap. Right. Um, they had a few detractors, thankfully. If I had more, again, it was a rough time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And what's come out of it is the business and podcast and all the cool stuff, which is what I love about transformative moments is we're not staying stuck. It feels like a lot of weight of the world is on us. It feels like, how am I ever going to persevere? And then you look back on it a year, five years, 10 years. And you persevered, you overcame and you're like, yeah, that sucked, but I'm still here and I made it. And, and so the relationships that I've been because of it, Include this one. Yep. Relationships um, are huge. I had in there by, by working through the things that I need to work through, by doing the things I need to do. Uh, I have job, which is great. Um, interestingly enough, uh, I just connected with somebody who's, <laughs> I'm, I asked that they would become a guest on Java Chat to talk about data analytics and big data and data-driven marketing. Um, just say he's on a board very large motor company, um, and it's going to be interesting to interview that person. Um, I can't say who because it's not yet, but I can tell you this: when you see the name, you will. It is impossible for you to not know the company. Um, <laughs> and, it's, and it's been because of friends like you, people are out there that are like, "Hey, look at what you do have." Um, by the way, my son yeah. back in 2013. Still lives with me right now. We're getting him set up for, uh, to get his private pilot's license. I mean, hopefully, hopefully get him into Air Force. Hint, hint. Um, awesome. And, yeah, absolutely right. And to watch him go under my wing has been awesome. Um, I'm able to return the love and kindness that a friend gave me back then, presently, mm-hmm. um, as they transition moving out of country. So. The, the relationships and the people that I've met over time that I can really pick up a phone and they will pick up their phone and call provided they're not in the meeting of others. Um, I'm amazed. I'm amazed the people of the caliber that I have in my network. I'm, I'm just, you can't be thankful enough. There's right. not enough thanks in, in anyone's heart to be thankful for the good that I God put on me and the things that he put on my shoulders. So yeah, like you said, my lips feels heavy. I also know that he can put anything on my shoulders that I can't argue. And I stick with it. And that's what keeps me moving. Yep. I love it. I absolutely love that. And and I think the same way. I absolutely think the same way. 
there's there's really nothing that I can't that I can't go through. There's things that I just don't want to go through. You know, like there's things that I'm like, I hope this never happens. Right. But, uh, but you know, I just take everything day by day, hour by hour, and moment by moment. And I, and the I, longer I, I can live in each moment, right? The longer I can right. live in each moment uh, and make the most of each moment yeah, is the determining factor. If people really understood exactly how much they can make out of each moment, I think a uh-huh. lot of I think a lot of times people focus on the weight that forget that's exactly how strong we made. I honestly believe that people forget their own strength, their own gifts that they have. And I wish mm-hmm. there was a way to part that to somebody who's in that dark space. And if anybody's even listening to this, and you're, you're feeling that. Please hear this. We were made to be powerful. Not power hungry, not dictator style power. We were made as humans to be powerful. We can overcome anything. Is it going to be fun? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. But can we do it? Absolutely. There is anything on this planet that can stop us from being to where we want to go if we really want to go there. The only question is, do you want to? If you don't, it's okay. That doesn't make you any less a human than the next human. It means that's not where you want to be. It may mean that's not where you belong. But that does not mean that you are still not powerful. You have it in you. There's nothing no one that can stop you from achieving. I have seen, and Sean, you've got stories too. I have seen people come back to some really bad circumstances. I'm at the point yeah. that they they were afflicted, yet they still thrived. Um, there, there are some of those who have been disabled. Uh, I can't remember his name, but uh, a gentleman who was paraplegic in the the first, it was due to an eight, uh, an air crash. And in the hospital, he didn't mind. He goes, okay, so I should be able to do 5,000 things, but I can do 4,000. I've had friends who, who had cancer. Uh, we walked to go do a visit, and we can hear them and the family laughing. This is a person who is told, you death sentence, and they're laughing. We walked in and asked, what's the deal? Why are you guys cracking up? He says, well, we're just wondering how the Lord's going to get us through this one. And we're kind of laughing about it. That kind of attitude. Changes your perspective and makes you stand up a little more. Makes you feel better. Right. It gives you a bit of hope. And I think that's all anybody really needs. Sometimes you gotta grab it yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. And what I, what I wanna I, I wanna close the show with how to grow your business with the AI targeting and the marketing. With the time that we have left, uh, if someone's listening to this and they've gone through this transformative moment in their business, they've gone through the transformative moment in their life, they're 
onto a business. They've been growing their business. They're starting their business, and they say, man, I really want to know about this machine learning. I really want to know what this, this internet marketing and, and this AI technology, what's it going to do for me? So, so talk uh, briefly about that. How can we grow our business using the AI targeting? So it's going to sound a little <laughs> Okay. <clears throat> well, I've known for you that there's been some tracking going on. They're cookies. Anytime you go to site nowadays, they're called cookies. Somebody's company okay. puts it. When you visit the website, you'll always get that little notification saying, hey, we use cookies to track things. Oh, yeah, you know. cookies. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how they follow you around online. So what's changed is instead of them following you around online and sharing messages under retargeting, they're now using AI, machine learning, to start predicting buyer's value journey. What that means is where you're at as a buyer, a consumer, or business to business, where you're at in the journey of deciding that you want something, whether you just realized it and you haven't really gotten to somebody's website yet, or you've been at the website and you're considering buying. There are machines now called identity graphs that can watch this stuff happen and at a certain point in time can actually trigger event to a company that is offering that service that they can sell you at the time. The way it normally works, and because there's still a lot of privacy and stuff involved, when somebody pops into the website, uh, the pixel that we use is a smart pixel. Somebody pops in, it creates what's called a cache event. A secure file is created. It probably already is due to Google. And basically goes back to Google and says, hey, i got Bob here. Do you know who Bob is? And Google goes, well, why, yes, we do know who Bob is. This is who Bob is. And pulls up a, a series of numbers and letters. In that file, which is a secure file that only machines can look, are Bob's behaviors, where he's been, what he's searched for, what he's watched, bought. This wow. gives the platforms better idea where Bob is at regard to buying a product or service. And that, and by the way, when you go and do advertising with Google or Facebook, etc., you're renting their data and the stuff that they've collected on Bob already. You show up with a file that says the same Bob. They basically take what you've got, add it to their and they go ahead and they store that. You send them something that also has Bob's information and his behaviors. And now when you say, I want you, Facebook, to give an ad to Bob, but I don't want you to just give him any ad. Whereas I don't want you to just throw this out at an audience or a marketplace to see if anybody's got a, got a, uh, an interest. Bob is interested. I want you to give him the right ad to where he's at in his buyer journey. Now, let's say Bob's starting to look. He hasn't visited your website yet. But then bouncing around online, and all of a sudden, your ad that's given a little bit of education about what he's looking for pop up, and he sits. One, he's going to say it's karma. Two, guess who got in front of him for his competitors? Yep. That's what that identity solution, that machine learning, can do for your business. You'll get that's awesome. You'll get consistently, and ultimately, you lock Bob right to the cash register. I love it. 
Yeah, I'm going to start digging into that some more. Yeah, I'm going to start digging into that some more and getting a getting a full understanding. You know, uh, I think we're still about two, three years out from really penetrating the market, really full-blown being accepted, you know, because there's multi-level marketing and network marketing and relationship marketing and push-pull marketing. And but there's so much other stuff. Then you get into affiliate marketing, social media content marketing, content marketing itself, like blogs and podcasts and you know, and, and everything can be marketed. I mean, really, call, anything can be marketing, right? Call, call, but call I, me when you're ready, but I can I tell you that this matches every single freaking one of them, and I'll get out. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> very, very cool. Uh, I want to give you an opportunity to give the listeners one takeaway. What is, if they don't listen to anything else, what is the one takeaway from this episode that you want to leave the listeners with? Do not, and I'll say it this way, and then I'll say do, do not think you cannot. Mm. There is not a thing called impossible in humankind. Do you believe and do. Oh, that's awesome. Do believe and do. That's amazing. Uh, Michael, has been absolutely amazing. You got a heck of a transformative moment. Really pushed you onto uh, onto what you're doing. You have an excellent podcast. You're crushing it in the marketing space. And I've come to know you this year and happy and blessed and honored to call you friend and colleague in the entrepreneurial space. And you're just doing so many great things, man. Really appreciate your time. Appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It's been an absolute honor. I honor and pleasure our friendship. You know where I'm at, but anytime you need. Yeah, we will talk very, very soon, my friend. Life Transformation Radio listeners, an amazing guest impacting the world around him. If anything has resonated with you today, please connect with Michael on Facebook, on LinkedIn. If you want to know about machine learning, if you want to know about AI technology, if you want to know how to use AI to target a market, to target your potential customers and clients connect with him go to omgmarketing.co go to facebook and linkedin right there in the show notes click on the link let him know that you heard him here on life transformation radio and with that i close the show by saying live your brand find opportunities every day to live out the core values that you hold deep in your heart and i call this living your brand so until next episode live a great life